And Queen. let's go. Welcome back to another podcast, everybody. What's this up, guys? Me. And that was What's Sean. up, guys? What's up, guys? <laughs> when the going hey, gets tough, podcast, dude. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Tough um, boys, tough ladies. Tough boys, tough ladies. Tough everybody, dude. <laughs> Everything in between, too. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, so Sean and I are just chilling right now. We're going to run through, intentional pun on that one, <laughs> Sean's recent race. He's going to give us the rundown. There may have been some pretty cool placements. The finish I heard was nuts. Basically a nail biter to say the least. And uh, yeah, we're going to run through that. Then we're going to run through his recovery from the race. Cause I was telling him just a couple seconds ago, I ran four miles and I was, I was working out today. I was like, Holy crap. I'm spent. I ran four All miles right. yesterday. I'm spent. And you ran, what was this race? 50 K. It was about 34 miles. Yeah. But, yeah. It was 50 K. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. How do you recover from that? <laughs> you know, let's get into that. Yeah. So it takes a while. Ado, let's talk about the race. Dude, race is super exciting. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. It kind of so a little backstory on this race. Um, it's in Central Virginia. It's like the start is like forty five minutes from where I live, out on the Blue Ridge Parkway. It's not a true fifty k. It's more like fifty five k, but um, it's just called a fifty k, uh, and it's. It's got 7,300 feet of gain, something like that. So it's pretty hilly for, for that short just <laughs> short distance. Um, yeah, relatively like short <laughs> compared to like 50 miles or 100K. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this race was the first ultra I ever heard about. Um, aside from, yeah, no, this was the first one I'd really like the first one that I knew people who had done it. And that's part of what got me into ultra running was I really wanted to do promised land 50 K, which is what happened just less than a week ago, Saturday. And I knew this guy uh, from college who was like, he was wearing the shirt in the dining hall one time. And I was like, dang, like 50, 34 miles, 50 K. I was like, Holy crap. And I talked to him about it and he was like, dude, you should totally do it. It's sick. And that was in the fall of 2019. So spring of 2020, the race didn't happen. And then my running career kind of took off or started uh, in the fall of 2020. And so in the spring of 2021, I ran a 50K in February. That was my first race. And then Promised Land was my second ultra. And that was the one that I was super stoked about the first one was just kind of like get the feel for it because i really wanted to do well at promise land that was like my goal so i ran it two years ago i got like 15th place or something um ran pretty fast my training back then was so different than it is now it's crazy it's like not even funny how different it is is it more volume now or less volume now um it's just different it might not be more or less it's definitely more volume but more like it's just a lot more reasonable <laughs> like when i trained for my first promised land i think i did a handful of like 30 and 40 mile weeks and then one week i was like i'm gonna run 100 miles this week and just see what it feels like and i i did it but then i was like practically like limping around for like days after the next week <laughs> so i ran like a 20 mile week the week after so it's like super haphazard like just all over the place so basically super inconsistent and you would just react based on your feelings if you ever did it. Exactly. Um, but I think like it carried with me like kind of newbie games, you know what I mean? Like yeah. newbie running games where I was like mentally strong and like I was doing these super hard workouts and I was getting a lot of like low hanging fruit in the, in terms of like adaptations to like stimulus and stuff. So um yeah, so that was all back in 2021. And then fast forward to 2022, I was kind of maintaining the same like bad training patterns <laughs> throughout the year of 2021, which basically landed me like injured as hell in 2022 um, in the springtime, which was a huge bummer because like all my friends were training for Promised Land. It was my senior year of college and I was just really disappointed. So didn't get to run it last year, but I did get to volunteer, which was a cool perspective on the race. And then super grateful to come into this year's spring, uh, like healthy and fit, feeling really fit. So 
that's a whole long intro but yeah Saturday's it's like your race. redemption arc basically yeah i was like really stoked to run this year and i think like mentally i was in a really good space not just like mentally tough but like like emotionally stable and like coming at it from like a good spot of like i'm excited for this but i wasn't ever feeling like oh like i need to you know prove anything like i knew i was going to do well i just wanted to execute um plan and i was a little nervous because there's some heavy hitters in the field like my my mentor and coach jacob singleton um the guy who's won it like every year for the last five years michael owen so that's pretty intimidating and um yeah some other really fast runners uh, local guys and some guys traveling from parts of virginia north carolina but anyways yeah i knew it was going to be a good field um and my goal this year was to run four hours and 45 minutes which is like a solid 45 minutes faster than i ran the year before or two years ago um so that's a pretty big big ask and i knew that four hours and 45 minutes like would probably win the race if not be like second place or close so that was my goal um this year's race was it was kind of it kind of played out exactly how i thought it might almost um there was a huge pack at the front uh when the race started and it was super fun like the night before just like seeing everybody you camp out and i slept in my truck which was awesome i like put my whole mattress oh yeah because you got the truck down <laughs> up super yeah it was nice so i slept on my own mattress and almost felt like i was at home um you brought your mattress like, out of your house and put it in the video yeah. truck you <laughs> yeah, would dude i figured out later that was a really bad call because it like poured down rain mm. and i had this nifty like uh, mesh cover for the back to like be breathable but mm. it's not waterproof at all so nice yeah but um anyways it was a it was a good time the start was crazy um uh, people went out fast and i knew basically that jacob singleton and michael owen would be like running the fastest of anybody at the race so like right when they the first couple miles you like go up this steep gravel road there's a ton of people up front, like 15, 20 people. Usually it spreads out before you get that far up the road, but everybody was kind of chatting and running. And it's just like the energy is so high, like headlamps are on, it's dark out, it's like humid. So we, me and Jacob didn't have headlamps. Oh <laughs> we my were gonna gosh. Like, I was like, I'm just going to mooch off of everybody else. And we got up to the single track and I was like, dang, like I probably should have brought a headlamp. I can't really see. Um, I just thought it would be brighter, but it was pretty cloudy in the morning. So, um, yeah, the first half of the race was kind of a blur. Like the first eight, the first aid stations at mile 2.8. And then the second aid station was supposed to be at mile like nine ish, but they didn't have the key to the, um, like the forest road gate that you, you drive down to get to where that aid station is supposed mm. to be. So it ended up being at like mile 13. So there's no aid for the first, like basically 13 miles because Half there's only water at the first aid station. Yeah. So Jeez. no water, no aid, um, which like, honestly, it was fine. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like I had a handheld bottle and I had a, a waste pack that's like very tight and stretchy. So I had um like an extra water flask in there and, um, it was a little disorienting not to get extra water there for sure. I was like thirsty and I think it was a lot hotter than everyone realized. Cause it was like mm. humid. I was sweating a ton and I knew it was going to be tough to stay hydrated. So the first 13 miles go by like a blur. And then me, Jacob, Michael, and this guy, I'll call him shirtless Dan. Cause I never figured out who he really was, but he was not wearing a shirt. And I was like, dang, it's going to be cold when we get up on the parkway and it's thunderstorming. Cause there was like, pretty bad weather <laughs> in the forecast Whoa. for the race so anyways we get up to the parkway the blue ridge parkway first aid station get some water and then me michael and jacob kind of just blasted past shirtless dan we ran like a pretty fast 5k on this gravel road that kind of goes parallel to the parkway into the next aid station so it was like no aid for 13 miles and then two aid stations like three miles apart <laughs> kind of ridiculous but yeah. um 
we just blasted past the third aid station because we we're like we just got water don't need it i believe it uh and i was leading the race at that point and i was like i was comfortable with that i knew it wasn't a big deal because i knew like i was gonna do well on that like super rocky descent uh away from the parkway onto what's called the dark side of the race because it doesn't see the sun when the sun rises so there's the light uh. side the dark side the light side's like the first half and the dark side is like the second half Damn. um minus the end so we we descend down into the dark side and i'm i'm leading the race but my shoelaces are kind of getting loose and my foot's kind of oh. rubbing so i'm like pissed so i stopped to tie my shoe and the guys blow by me which i'm not i kind of wanted that to happen i didn't want to lead like the race at this point because my what i hoped to happen was for jacob and michael to kind of like string each other out and get like caught up racing too early Mm. which was not like necessarily like a wise thing for me to assume would happen because they're both so experienced in racing that like they should know better than and they're not gonna let the moment get a hold of them it but they could have they might have so i kind of let them so i was like they probably shouldn't have i probably shouldn't have banked on that but i kind of just was like this is my best shot is like Mm -hmm. for that to happen so I kind of need to run strategic. So I start to tie my shoe. And then as soon as I get my shoe tied, I'm like trying to hustle so I can just keep them in my sights. And I just like ate it on this creek bed, just like totally wiped out uh, right after a river crossing and like fell on some pretty gnarly rocks. And I thought I broke my finger. I like, I I went down and like rolled. So I like, I hit the, my shin and my knee and my finger, like my hand, my palm kind of like, like, like a good roll or more like a barrel more roll. like a flop more like a like a bounce jeez <laughs> um and i stood up and was just like there's blood on my hand like uh. blood on, on my shin my knee hurt and like just like kind of washed the dirt off my hand and like shook it out and i was like all right i'm good adrenaline's just like pumping yeah dude i can't um, imagine get to the next aid station get some water and then hit the road I caught up to Michael and adrenaline is just carrying me at this point. And that, so there's this flat like paved road at the bottom of that um, big hill that takes you back towards some single track eventually. Mm But yeah, we ran like three, six minute miles on the road. And then we did like, I kind of let, I think Michael ran a little bit faster than me. I kind of let him go because I was like, if I run a six fifteen, or if I run a six, like I'm, I can still see him, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, um, like I know I'm gonna catch up to him on the on the trail. So we hit the trail on the the dark side. It's like kind of these rolling hills, um, and I just would I would just reel Michael in every time we go up a hill. He would pull ahead of me a little bit, and then every time we go downhill, I would just pull right back up to him. And so for like nine miles, we just did that and jacob was gone i and i was like yes i was like this is like i need <laughs> so jacob like, was gone behind good. you not gone in front no in of front of us oh no, in front of all us. three oh like, like both you guys he was making a big move um wow so the section from right where before like right after where i fell to like the the base of the waterfall climb which is like the massive climb in the race it's like two thousand plus feet yeah and like two and a half miles like 2.7 miles um it's like the crux of the race like that is where things like make or break kind of like what's gonna happen um we we roll into the aid station at the bottom of the waterfall basically and jacob is there cramping and i'm like right behind michael way which is not really where i wanted to be like i would have rather been a little bit farther back so like maybe i would have conserved my energy more Mm-hmm. So Jacob's cramping. We see Horton at the race, the race director, or <laughs> Horton at the aid station. He's the race director. He was like, it's either going to be you or you pointing at me and Michael. <laughs> He's not going to do it. <laughs> like, this is like 26 miles in and like eight miles to go. And I was just like stoked. But as soon as I left the aid station, my heel started cramping. And I was like, crap, like I'm, I'm dehydrated. So I started, I drank just my whole bottle, like as fast as I could. And then 
I knew I needed more water. So I literally stuck my bottle in the waterfall and just got some water from the stream and just like chugged it and then got more and then kept drinking. Oh my god! Like, I, I was like, I don't care if I get sick. It's the race will be over. Yeah. So I, I started to feel better. And this is where I made a critical mistake because I, I felt really good on the climb and it was Jacob miraculously pulls up behind me and Michael. So the three of us are trudging up the like crux of the race together, just in silence, just climbing up this massive hill. Like it's so steep. And we, we like start to see the, the sky get really dark as we're like probably less than a mile from the top of the climb. And I'm like, we are about to get like ripped on by this storm. So this huge thunderstorm blows up and like, right as we're cresting the hill, back into the last aid station together the three of us together we like i'm like there's this aid station is going to be gone they're going to pack this thing up because it's like basically in a field on top of a mountain yeah um and the rain was going like crazy like the rain just like opened up on us right at the top of the climb and i'm like crossing the parkway i got water at that aid station Jacob and Michael kind of look terrified and lightning is like striking around us. And I was like, this is my chance. Like I have to go. So I literally got water and immediately got out of the aid station and I started pulling away from them. But as I was crossing over the road back onto the trail, lightning struck the mountain that I was running towards like a crack straight up and down, just like less than three quarters of a mile from me. And I just went like, I just, I just like, I physically like crunched and like stood for a second in the trail. And then I was like, took a deep breath. I was like, okay, the only way to get out of the storm is to go down. And I have to go up a tiny little hill and then I get to go down. So I was like, I'm just going to go. So at this point it's like hailing. I'm getting like pelted with hail and there's thunder like cracking behind me on the side of me and in front of me. And like, I was just like, I turned around because I didn't see the guys behind me. And I thought for a second that they had pulled them in at the aid station and not like leave. Cause sometimes like if it's really yeah. dangerous, like they'll do that. And I was like, crap, like what? Happened? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, it's too late. I got to keep going. So I keep going. And I kind of slowed down cause I was focused on like trying not to get struck by lightning. And also the trail was just like a river at this point. So I'm going downhill again. It's like four and a half miles. It's like two on trails and then like 2.5, 2.7 on roads. And so I'm on the trail and this is where I wanted to be making like a major move, but really I was just trying not to fall because the trail is like a literal river. And like, I was already kind of spooked from my previous fall. And so I turn around like, michael's catching back up to me i can hear him and then jacob's behind him and then we're like almost to the road and i hear this shriek and it's my friend sawyer who is just an absolute beast she's like 21 and i don't even know she's 21 she might be 20 she's still in college just has like an insane motor on her like she can run so fast especially uphill and I turn around. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like Sawyer's going to beat me. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I start going and like, I think it kind of shook me and Jacob and Michael all awake. Cause we kind of like sandbagged up the climb, which is where I said I made a mistake there. I felt good. I should have like blown past Michael, but I just let him set the pace. Cause I thought he was going to, he was trying to kind of like bait me into going and I didn't want to get to the top of the climb and be like cramping and get past and then just get like smoked at the end of the race. So I really should have run my own race there and just like gone when I felt good and just like made him think I was like never coming back. Um, but I kind of let him dictate the pace. And I also kind of didn't think I, this is weird psychological thing where I kind of didn't think I had the right to like to win almost, which sounds stupid, but it's just like, oh, he's won so many times. Like, I get it. Yeah. I don't have nearly as much experience and it's just kind of like letting Imposter him. syndrome. Like, yeah. Like kind of letting him dictate just the pace that we were doing. And I was just like, at, in retrospect, I was like, man, I should have gone Yeah, right then and there. Um, but 
regardless how it happened, we all pull up to the gravel road, which is like 2.8 miles from the finish. Me, Jacob, Michael, together, the three of us. We've been together the entire race, practically, aside from like quick moments here and there. And we kind of, I kind of started laughing. So I was like, this is just like ridiculous. Like there's never, like it's very rare that three people are two miles from the finish together. Like that's just insane. So Jacob tried to just basically like one last effort to go and pull ahead and like take the lead. And the road is super steep at the top. And then it kind of like slowly, the grade kind of eases out. Um, and so as the grade kind of got less steep, Michael pulled back up to Jacob and I was kind of just like riding their heels, like maybe 50, hundred feet behind them. And then Michael started to pull away and I was like, yep, like that's how it's going to go. Like classic, you know, six time winner. And I was like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy not to be struck by lightning. I'm happy I didn't fall again. Like I'm happy I got to race with these guys. They're like legends in the community and then I pull up to Jacob and he's like, dude, it's just like last year. Like he's dropping me. And I'm like, yeah, it sucks. And he's like, I'm done. Like I got nothing left. And we're like, we're still running. Like he said that, but we were running like five thirty miles, like into the finish, you know, like that was like, I got nothing left. It's like, yeah, yeah I can't whatever. Like, sprint kick to the finish, like the last mile and a half. And so we get to about a mile away and I can still see Michael. He's not that far in front of me. And I was just like, you know what? Like, screw it. Like, if I blow up and walk, like, I don't even think Jacob's going to beat me. And even if he does, like, I mean, either going to get second or third if I don't do anything now. So I was like, I think he's, I think Michael kind of thinks he has this in the bag. Because he had really slowed down. He was just a little bit ahead of us. So I just freaking went. Like, I put everything I had into the last mile. And as we were coming up to like, there's like the the gravel road turns into a paved road and then you turn off uh, onto some grass that like leads you to the finish shoot down to the finish line. And my sister and my fiance's dad were standing on the corner and they were screaming just bloody murder. Like, go Sean. And I, that just like lit me up and I was like, maybe I can catch him. And I just like, poured it on as hard as I could. I was just going, going, going. And he finished Michael. I watched him as we entered the finish shoot. He was uh-huh. just like 15, 20 feet in front of me. He finished six seconds ahead of me Jeez, dude. Um, for first place. So I think he finished like 455, 23, and I finished 455, 29. Jeez. Um, so I got second place by – by absolute hair um it was super exciting like there were there was like a moment where my confidence just like flicked on and i was like i think i can do something and i just wish that that had been a little bit sooner because i really i mean i don't know how he would have responded like if it had really turned into a a sprint finish like who would have won i don't know it doesn't matter but but you still had the opportunity to do so if you wanted to yeah and i like I really, I ran like a four, four thirty mile the last mile of the race. Jeez, dude, what so. the heck? <laughs> That's insane. Kind of goes to show that like I didn't really leave it all out there. If I could do that, like if I had that left at the end, like I probably you probably could use use it a little earlier, maybe. Yeah, I probably could have broken away and tried to like create a gap that would have been more like more um, defendable, I guess. Yeah, but then it's like you're the prey. Exactly. So it's just there's a lot of psychology and I've been processing it honestly for the last few days and like I keep going back and forth because I could rerun those like last three miles like over and over again. Yeah. But honestly, it was such a crazy day like with the weather and just with like Sawyer coming out of nowhere and like the fact that we were all together like the three of us most of the race. like That's insane. It just It just was so like surreal and... I honestly had so much fun that like, I wish I'd raced a little bit differently, but I mean, I cannot complain. Like it was you, the most, you got second place. That's good. Most fun start. race I've ever had. So I was about to say, it sounds like it's the most intense race for sure. Cause a lot of times it just turns into UVU, but the whole time you had like two guys to yeah. pace with. Yeah. I've never, 
I've never won a race or even been close to winning a race where there was anyone within like five minutes of me. That's cr- I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause in a race that far, like you, you usually have a clear winner, like, you know, three to five miles from the finish. Yeah. Dang. That's so insane. Yeah. It's almost like you described it as like how you would see a 5k or 10k in cross country happen. But yeah. it was over a 50k. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like it was, there's a little bit of difference in distance. Yeah, it was crazy. It was super fun though. I mean, there was a ton of people there. The community is like really awesome. And I got a lot of people like being super encouraging like after the race. And I was I pretty much amazed myself that I was running with like the legend Michael Owen for that long because I didn't feel like I deserved to be up there. But the longer I was, I was like, no, like I trained super hard and yeah. like, I feel good. Like I feel fit. I had a good plan. I followed my strategy. Like for the most part, I, I took care of my body. Like I, I took a lot of salt pills and like ate enough food and didn't really have any, any, like any of those peripheral issues that can really ruin your day. Like yeah, just not eating enough or not drinking, you know, like I almost didn't drink enough, but I kind of recovered from that. And yeah. You just gotta be, you gotta be willing to do whatever it takes in yeah, those last real, couple drink, miles. Drink river water. So I was like, whatever. And I, I didn't get sick, so that's good. Well, I feel like you have experience, you know. Drinking experience. river water. Probably, I can see you doing it. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. So. Um, it's. I mean, I feel like that's a good thing though, because like overall through that race, now you know it's where you hang. Mm-hmm. So where it's like, if you go into a race again, as you said, you'll run your own race. Yeah, you won't look at the guy. It's it's almost like. It makes me think of like a old, like older UFC fight. There's like this guy named GSP and he got his title shot really soon against the legend. And he was like, he said he went into it like almost in disbelief. He was even standing in the ring with the guy. Yeah. yeah. Rather than going into it with the idea of like, oh, I can beat this guy. And so then he got beat and he was like, I feel like I had the capability to beat him. And then they did a rematch and sure enough, he like kicked his butt. So it's like, yeah, you have it in you. But of course, in the moment, you're like, nah, this doesn't make sense. Come on, seriously. It's crazy how like competition will do that to you because yeah, like I know I could have ran 445, but instead we ran 455. And like if no one was there, like if no spectators and like I had the same amount of water and food and stuff, like I would have run 10 minutes faster. Yeah. Um, I mean, the lightning and thunder slowed me down because I was like kind of terrified, but totally. We were, yeah, I think we were all kind of distracted by that, which is funny because it's like no one was immune from that. Yeah. Like it affected all of us, you know, it's not like, oh, when like I wasn't, you know, like being fit doesn't change the fact that like lightning is scary. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so it was like, okay, this is an equalizer. That's so cool. But, yeah, that that sounds like it's su- such a fun race. Like I feel like especially because. I mean, you get to do something like you get to have competitions, though, which is so cool because like most people stop having competition in like high school. Yeah, if not true. earlier. So you still get that feeling of like the chase and like the oh, it's so much the fun. adrenaline. And it's like, I don't know, that, that makes me want to like get up and go do something, too, and feel yeah, the chase. Dude. You know what I mean? So that's exactly. why it's so cool. It was funny. Me and Jacob were like talking in the like weeks prior to the race, like oh, training for these just takes up so much time. And like, especially if you're trying to like win. And yeah. then during the race, I was like, dude, this is why we train. It's so much fun. <laughs> and he was like, oh my gosh, it's so yeah. much fun. Yeah. And when we were going up the climb, like I kind of thought in my mind, like, oh, you know, Michael's looking pretty tired. Like I'm going to pass him. And like, you know, this is going to be my chance, like at the top of this hill. And I kept turning around and smiling at Jacob, just like, this is so cool. And Jacob was just like, you like it's you and i was like oh, i don't know it will be next time i think it was so fun dude that's so cool that's yeah fun. i mean it it's i don't know ton I of respect like... i got a ton of respect for michael though like i think he pushed he battled through like a really tough race mentally and like showed some serious like re- like he responded to my <laughs> to my pressure like really well yeah but the end. you gotta so. put more you gotta Put more respect on your own name, Sean. Come on. You got to be a, a little, little bit, bit. <laughs> little bit more cocky next race. Be like, you a know, little I, more know. Confident. I can be this guy. Come on. Yeah. That's it's so cool, though. It's got to be a good balance of like 
I respect these guys like they they are very capable, but also like believing in yourself is really important. Yeah, you you just got to make sure you don't build them up taller than you are. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool, but, dude. Well, congrats yeah. on second place. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. dog. So now then, the recovery. <laughs> I was just about to say. So, how many days out are you? Um, not quite a week, like five days. Yeah. And one thing I always remember you saying. So I'm going to skip just a little bit. We'll go back to it. But obviously you finish and you're probably like fall on the ground. And then <laughs> as soon as you're capable, you put liquids and food into your body. But one yeah. one thing I've always thought is like, I always think, oh, post run, you got to be freaking spent. You get, you get home and you go to bed at eight and you sleep like a baby. But you've talked about it before on some podcasts where it's like a lot of times when you try to go to bed, you just don't sleep. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think the night after a race, you want to sleep so bad because you're just so beat. You probably, like, didn't, like, a lot of, I mean, even if you're not competitive, I think just the, the nerves of, like, I have this big thing to do tomorrow mm-hmm. makes it really hard to sleep the night before a race. And, yeah, so you're just so tired. But sometimes the fatigue and the soreness make it really hard to get comfortable and you just, like, don't have a great night's sleep after a race. And the wet mattress probably makes it hard too. Yeah, dude, my mattress was <laughs> soaked, which literally sucked. I was like, oh, but did you bring so it inside lame. and sleep with it? I brought it inside. Well, I like aired it out with some fans. I got some box fans mm-hmm. and like blasted it. It was still kind of damp, so I ended up like sleeping on my couch. Nice. Um, which wasn't the worst thing ever, but it definitely wasn't ideal. Um, and yeah, so. Yeah, wet mattress, not ideal. But I I think – so here's a big thing that I think made a difference for me because I slept pretty good even on my couch. And I realized that I, I basically had no caffeine during that race. Hmm. Um, A lot of, of the races I've done before, I've been like hopped up on caffeine gels, um, like caffeinated nutrition, like caffeinated uh, tailwind, which is like a sodium drink and dude it's like there's nothing worse than having like you know a couple hundred or thousand milligrams of caffeine in your system when you're like dead tired but your brain is just absolutely wired out the wazoo so i'm pretty stoked that i was able to get through the race i did have a cup of mountain dew i had two cups of mountain dew during the race but that's that can't be more caffeine than like one cup of coffee no it's it's so little yeah yeah so i um yeah so i did i did sleep pretty well but dude i think the fall was pretty traumatic i just Mm. didn't realize it in the race because i was so amped on adrenaline but like my shin and my hand hurt so bad the day after the race do they still hurt yeah, I feel like my finger could have been broken, but like what I don't know what they would have done about it. Like I just would have taped it to my other finger and it's yeah. like whatever. So it might have just been jammed really bad, but it was like purple and swollen. And um the worst thing that I have, I don't know if I can show the camera, but I got this blister on my foot. On Ooh, my what the heck? That's a weird spot. It's like my entire heel. It um it was horrible. Um, that's another thing I could blame my second place finish on. I, this blister formed like 16 miles in, and I could just feel it for the rest of the race. And because I just, the shoe was loose? Yeah, because remember I was saying I was like tying my shoes? Yeah. And I wore these shoes. I won't name the brand, but I don't usually wear them. I've worn them to train like in some pretty long training runs, but I've never worn them more than like 18 miles. Mm. And... I think just a combination of them being loose and like me not wearing them as much. Um, Why did you choose the race in them? Because they're supposed they're supposed to be free speed, man. They got like oh, like they're like carbon, racing shoes, kind of. Yeah, they got like a carbon plate in them. Oh and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're like trail shoes, but they have they have a carbon plate, so it's supposed to be more responsive and, and like springy, springy or whatever. And they're really light too, which I I enjoyed, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't worth it because I think if I'd have just worn my trusty old speed goats, then I probably would have been a lot more comfortable. And the last like five miles is like all downhill. So you're just jamming your foot in the bottom the of your front. shoe. 
Yeah, and I mean, we're running like literally running like sub six minute miles, and it's just nothing you can do to like That's protect insane, your. That's insane, dude. I didn't realize how that. fast your mile splits were for these. I mean, at the end, like my average pace was like eight thirty, eight forty. Still four minute mile. Yeah, at the end that was pretty crazy. Like I think you, it was like. Four do you think you could get on a track and legitimately break five just like in a straight up sprint mile? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's so I mean, cool. I think the fastest mile I've done on a track was like 440. Wow. But that was like mid, that was like mid training block. That was like, oh, I'm like trying to go do my mile PR. It was like, oh, I wonder how fast I can run a mile in the middle of this week where I'm running like 50 or 60 miles. So, geez. I've never like really trained for speed. Um, which is kind of cool. It's like a testament to like how <laughs> aerobic fitness works. Like yeah, right. you don't necessarily have to train for speed to get that kind of speed. I mean, it's part of it's genetic for sure. But like, um, like if you have a great aerobic base, like odds are good. You can run a really fast mile, Yeah, you know, without hurting yourself. Um, so even if you spend most of your time, like I spend most of my time training be- between like 10 and 13 minute pace on trails and like, you know, eight and 10 minute pace on roads. Like I never really run that fast on roads. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's like an intentional workout. So, but yeah, dude, my recovery from promise land this year, it's been a doozy. I like energy wise. Um, I think I recovered pretty quick because one thing I wanted to talk about was, well, I want to talk about a couple of things that people might not realize are important or recovery. I might've talked about this before, but eating a lot of food after an effort like that makes a huge difference in how quickly your body is able to recover, not just energy, but also like just muscular fatigue and um, like onset muscle soreness, like is not as significant if I eat like a lot of whole foods in like 24 to 48 hours after the race. Mm. Um, And I think that's just because, like you burn so many calories during an effort like that. I mean, I think my watch said I burned like 4,500 calories, Jeez. Um, which is like not quite like two and a half days of food, but like for a 2000 calorie diet. Yeah. But like you need to replace that. Like you can't like, you can't just burn that much and just be like, Oh, like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you can just, do that and then eat a normal amount of food that you know and expect everything to be like cool totally like your body your body is like help (laughs) it's like please dude give me something (laughs) please so yeah i try to stay away from like carb carb loading afterwards to replace that because like protein and i think protein and fiber and fat is really like what's gonna like help your muscles like recover and just like all the tearing that you're doing, like you really need protein to totally. rebuild. So, yeah. So that's one thing that people don't probably think about. Cause when I say recovery, like first things that come to mind are what? I don't know, like rolling and stretching. Ice bath, rolling, yeah. stretching, like, you know, like the classic leg massage, you know? Yeah. Totally. Um, and all those things are great. Like I, I, I'm a big proponent of like getting like therapeutic massages and, um, I'm a big proponent of rolling. I'm a big proponent of stretching, but honestly, it's so hard to roll after like that level oh, of yeah. like damage. Like I, that's not what I want to do when I like, I think an ice bath is probably like the most attainable thing, like 24 to 48 hours after. You probably don't want to touch like, anything on your body. No, stretching is like not not what you want to do like all you want to do is just lay down and not move (laughs) yeah yeah which brings me to my next point which is like movement is like well it's the last thing you want to do it's probably the most important thing to do um post-race and it's not like down run not immediately like i'll do i couldn't really run and i think that's why my recovery from this race has sucked because Mm my heel was so jacked up from that blister mm-hmm. that I just like didn't want to kind of reopen that wound. So I just didn't run. I, I biked a decent bit, not even that far. I, I biked like five or six miles 
and like super leisurely pace um on sunday and that felt good like i'm glad that i did that and i did the same thing on monday i biked a little farther maybe like 10 miles and um yeah that that was definitely like a good thing for me to do but i think running would have been even better in an ideal scenario i think i would have gone to like a track or a turf field and like ran barefoot on the turf and just like did loops do loops around a soccer field like barefoot just because it's like nice running barefoot feels like very um you you kind of have to run like very lightly and like with good yeah. form and so yeah like that's what i would say is like really important for like post-race recovery is actually movement um and just like easy movement super light because it just gener- it stimulates blood flow to the muscles that you just like torched and um that's actually what they need to like get the nutrients and the just the oxygen to and like to flushing recover. lactic acid out exactly that's a big part of it is just pushing out all those toxins that you like <laughs> built up and the inflammation because that's like chronic inflammation is when you do that but you don't like flush it out um, yeah. which is why when you run fast all the time you get injuries and you know super chronic fatigue because you're just you're just building up this level of of acidity and like inflammation that just sits <laughs> never you never give the muscles enough time to like wipe that out just be like clean and clear so yeah so like the whole point of a slow run would be to get that out exactly and that's, that's why, why most... it's recovery you know yeah that makes sense yeah interesting so so eat move yep drink tons of water believe that yeah tons of water um, but also like if you're drinking a lot of water, you need to be like kind of balancing that with some kind of salt. Um, whether that's like a recovery mix. I know I'm, I like scratch labs is a, is a brand that makes recovery mix for endurance athletes. It's, they have a, we're not, we're not sponsored by them. We're not advertising yet, but, but if you want to sponsor us, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> scratch labs in Boulder, Colorado, they have they have electrolytes on tap in Boulder. It's freaking what? sick. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, they have a, a a recovery mix that's um horchata, like cinnamon and milk. It's so freaking what? good. What? It's literally so delicious. Like a protein shake type consistency. Yeah, it's protein. Uh, mm. It's got protein. It's got like amino acids and electrolytes and calcium and bunch of good stuff in it could be a sponsor by the way yeah, if you want to pretty low sugar World. that flavor i don't really like i've had a lot of bad protein shakes same but that like i would drink that like it's candy it's so good but it doesn't have that much sugar which is cool most protein um, shakes i feel like don't anymore unless it's like a mass gainer meal supplement right like um premier what is it premier protein or whatever i don't know it just depends on the brand most brands have a mass gainer yeah. Have you ever seen those? It's like dog food scooper and you scoop it <laughs> and it's got like two servings of carbohydrates for the day. Like it's insane. Dang. Like 500 calories per scoop. Wow. That's wild. But yeah, that's crazy, that's, dude. That, yeah. So. And then of yeah. course, try to sleep. Yeah. I was sleeping. is huge. And honestly, just kind of not like, I just kind of have to accept that. Like I got to lay low for a couple of days. And yeah. like, today I was like, dang, like I wanted to go fishing so bad today. And not that I couldn't have gone fishing and like taken it easy, but like, I just knew like, I didn't need to like exert myself extra. Yeah. And like, there've been a couple days this week where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to bike to this coffee shop that I like to work from. And like, ah, but it's going to be like a, you know, 15 mile round trip and like a decent climb. And I was just like, I don't want to bike. Like, no, no, I got, you just, you just have to take it easy. Um, depending on how fit you are. Like if you're, if you're super fit and like 50 K is the training for like a hundred miler, then, you know, you could train right through a 50 K. But if you're racing a 50 K or racing an ultra, like I think there's an emotional fatigue and a, and a mental fatigue that if you don't just give yourself time to process like what you just did, then that's something a lot of people don't consider as like mm. important but just like letting it sink in and then letting it go. Like it sounds kind of, sounds kind of mystical, like new agey, but I really do think like that's an ideal way for me to process like the, 
trauma, if you will, of a race, because it is, it's like traumatic and it, it's not necessarily a bad trauma. It's like an excitement, but it, it really like, it can really stick in your, in your bones. Like you can feel just like the, the adrenaline of a race and just like, you can replay the thoughts in your mind and everything, every decision you made during the whole thing. It's like the intensity of it, depending on how, like how much you wanted it, you know, how much you wanted to be there and like what you were expecting of yourself. Like, I think the relative intensity determines like how long it sticks with you. Hmm. And if you don't just like, you know, take time post race to like write about how you're feeling and think about like, you know, decisions you made and just be like, okay with those and like accept like what happened and like enjoy like the positive parts of it and learn from the the negative, you know, maybe decisions that you would have made differently. Like I think letting that stuff go allows you to kind of re-engage quicker because like, I know last year I used a 50 K to train for a hundred K and I tried to train straight through it. Like I did the 50 K I literally ran 20 miles on a Thursday, took Friday off and then ran 50 K on a Saturday and Jeez. I like I ran super fast like that was another really fast race that I did and that was a race that I led from like start to finish and that was fun but it was like emotionally draining and I didn't take the time to emotionally process and like decompress and mentally, like, decompress from that and I think that negatively impacted my training the next few weeks leading into the 100k that makes sense because i just like had never i had never just like released that stress and i tried kind of too hard to maintain it just it just kind of chipped away at my at my just overall like energy and yeah performance so interesting that, yeah it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard concept to define because it's like different for everyone like the stress yeah the emotional stress in that sense but yeah that's interesting I, I feel like I'm doing a good job, a better job right now. And it helps that I'm not racing anything soon mm -hmm. um, because I really am not like, I don't have to put it behind me like right away, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. not like trying to get, just move on to the next thing. But um, you yeah. kind of like stay in that moment of like, okay, I just did that and like relive yeah. the things and kind of just run the scenario back until you're like, yeah, that was cool. We're done. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's super yeah, cool. Man. Yeah. Sounds like a legendary race. <laughs> it was super fun it's definitely gonna stick in my brain like not in a traumatic way but just in like a great memory kind of way for a long time that's so cool yeah dude i'm so, glad i mean i feel like that's what it's all about it's like even though yeah you got second place it's not like anything at all to hang your head about and also it's going to be probably a race story you retell a lot more than others because of how yeah, intense exactly. it was and then also there's lightning striking the freaking mountaintop you're about to run to <laughs> i like, remember being like i'm running directly where that just came down like this yeah. feels bad you're this like am i gonna run good. into zeus am i gonna like have to like shoulder yeah. check zeus when i get to the top it's like i was oh, like god like i get it like you are totally in charge of this whole ordeal <laughs> like i'm just not trying to die today you're like look i might think i'm cool because i can run a 50k but i know yeah i was like mom i was like i can't do this to my mom i gotta survive this race <laughs> yeah facts. that's insane yeah i mean there's taller trees than you so it's okay yeah i was wearing rubber shoes it was all good yeah you would fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's i could awesome. smell the air was burning and i was just like uh what if a fire started there there was a forest fire north of where our race was whoa um yeah like they talked about it before the race which is crazy gnarly. but yeah but it was raining pretty hard so i don't know if a fire really would have i was off, just about to say everything was probably so wet it was like not gonna happen could have. yeah nice. maybe could have yeah dude do you have any any takes on like just recovery in general kind of while we're on the topic or mm. like any any thoughts about like things that you know i said or that i do that it's like Maybe you want to nail home like. I would say one thing, the food thing is definitely something I would hit on more because I didn't do it for a while. I would just like, mm -hmm. I would try to stay in a calorie deficit to stay shredded. Yeah. And then it was like, I would just be so tired. I couldn't even like work out hard the next day. Mm -hmm. So you definitely got to properly refuel. And that doesn't mean just load up on calories and hit your calorie count. It means like get the yeah, proper like macros quality. specifically in. 
especially if you're doing something like Sean said that has so much muscle fatigue. It's like if you don't have the protein and amino acids in your body, your muscles can't rebuild. And all you did right there was just pound and tear up your muscles the whole entire time. And then it's basically yeah. like not stitching them back together or giving them any sort of like first aid if you don't get the protein in. Uh-huh. So that's definitely one. Obviously, sleep's huge. Sleep's yeah. where your body regenerates the hormones. So basically, after a run like that, like you just had, your body's going to be pretty drained. And it's like you want it to be able to like balance itself. And I bet like not having good sleep recovery and everything would probably play a role into your mental state not coming back yes. fast enough too. Because yeah. when your lack of sleep messes with everything, but as I said before, like that's where your body regenerates its testosterone. If your testosterone dips for a couple of days, you might feel super, super weird mm. and sad. And like your emotions can just kind of go a little more. Yeah, that's a good AWOL. point. It, it plays together. Totally. So yeah, I would just definitely say those two are huge. Rolling's huge. I'm I'm rolling constantly. I'm just like, I am I I literally don't here, I'll pull it out, but I don't go to work without this thing and I don't go to work. I don't like use it before. Yeah, I use it every morning too, but it's just a hard ball. Nice. And I literally roll my hip, my butt, my quads, my hamstrings, everything. I try to find some sort of like knot in my body and just take care of it. Cause it's like the more I do this, it's like, yeah, I'll have like tweaks. I mean, everybody has like a little tweak every once in a while. Like you'll wake up one day and you're like, I don't know if everybody has this, but I'll wake up one day and I'll be like, and eh, shoulders a little tighter and eh, elbows a little funky today or lower back's mm-hmm. a little tighter than it is. But rather than just ignoring it, like I just know address the problem now. Cause if you don't address yeah. it, it's going to evolve into something bigger. So yeah, that's a good point. But one thing I have been doing for recovery, that's interesting to go with sleep is I've been taping my mouth shut when I go to bed. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. So I, I what kind of tape just, do you use? I just use medical tape. I went upstairs and got first aid kit and got medical tape. And I tape my mouth shut before I sleep. And I used to be like, there's no way I can do this because my nose clogs up as soon as I go to bed. I started taping my mouth shut and have, and basically you're forced to breathe through your nose the whole time, obviously. Mm-hmm. My nose did not clog up because it's constantly has air going to the airway. Nice. It's because I would switch to oh, mouth breathing when I'd go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then my nose would just clog up completely. So... That's is it uncomfortable the, at all? Like, is it kind of weird? The first night I definitely felt a little claustrophobic. And I was like, dude, I might die. But <laughs> I, I I ended up being fine. I did take it off midway through the night, not knowing. And I woke up with it on the ground. The next night I put it on and slept all the way through the whole night with it. Nice. But I feel like my sleep cycle has been more consistent. Interesting. So like my body's automatically waking myself up. Like, you know, when you're like, your body like wakes up due to heat regulation. So once your body heats up, that's usually when it wakes up. Mm. So my body heats up and then, you know, when you get like kind of uncomfortable and stir crazy feeling in your bed because yeah. you're hot, it's yeah. like I, that hits me and it's like, oh, it's my alarm time. And then I'm up and then I'm like, but then you have to rip it off. So basically my lower lip, like right above my upper lip, my lower <laughs> lip have stayed pretty clear of hair because I've been ripping <laughs> off medical tape every morning. So, I mean, if you like rubbed a little water on there, maybe it wouldn't be like the adhesive would kind of loosen up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, probably, but I'm just a dork. I sent a video of Paige this morning when I did it. I was like, and then she was like, <laughs> she's like, you're a freak. She's like, what the heck are you doing? I'm like, Paige, I'm optimizing my recovery. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I I think I heard, um, I can't remember which podcast. It was the Why We Sleep podcast, the, the doctor who wrote that book, Why We Sleep. Gotcha. Or How We Sleep uh, with Huberman. It was super interesting. They talked about mouth taping. Dude, it's nuts. Yeah, I would try it. crazy. I mean, you yeah. got deviated septum, so I don't know. Like you got the surgery though, so I don't know how good your nose breathing is, but yeah. I, I think I'm I typically wake up, my mouth is not never like dry. Um, so I feel like that's indication that I'm mostly breathing through my nose. Yeah, that's but... good. I mean, you didn't snore when we like lived together either. So it's like that's a good indication. <laughs> yeah, too, I'm not so. a snorer, which is huge. Uh, when somebody huge snores, you're like, Yeah, you mouth breathe heavy. Huge for my fiance. She's stoked that I don't yeah. snore. But... Dude, I always think about that. <laughs> I was talking to Kevin Eubanks about it because Kevin's like, I think I have sleep apnea. 
And I'm yeah, like, dude, dude, even if you have a sign of it, I was like, go see a sleep doctor. There was always like your one friend's dad who had like the Darth Vader mask that he had to wear while he slept. But dude, it's like wear that or die seven years early. It's like you choose. Yeah. Or tape your mouth shut. <laughs> or tape your mouth shut, true. But then it's like, but the sleep app thing is like more extreme, obviously. Like I don't have apnea. Like I don't snore right. or anything. I just mouth breathe yeah. when I sleep. Yeah. But yeah, that's something I've that's been cool. on. Nice. Yeah, besides that, nothing much. I'm just, I was just glad to listen to the story. That was entertaining. It was cool. It was exciting. And then I'm kind of on a running bug. So it got me excited. Like I kind of, I want to yes, sign, I, I think I might have mentioned this last podcast or just told you, but yeah, I want to, once I move down uh, with Paige, I want to do, I want to sign up for like a half marathon 5K, like hybrid, you know, when they like do them together. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to, maybe like we'll do it for Thanksgiving because that might be perfect timing. Turkey trap, baby. Turkey trap. So, Maybe we'll do the turkey trot and I'll do the half and she'll do the 5k because there's like a couch to 5k um, running yep. plan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she said she'd be down to do that. 5k is like, for somebody that has never ran a 5k is a pretty hard race because of the pace you can do during the race. Yeah, that's true. So I think she'll have a great time with it. And I actually think she'll be very good at running because she's built very long. And I think once she gets her strides down, she can be very fast, but. Yeah, yeah it kind of cool. got me excited. And I was like, it'd be fun. Like we could do cool down runs together. Or like if I have a short day, I could do a short day with her. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. I want to be a hybrid athlete, bro. Hi- yeah. Hybrid athletes, like honestly, some of the most impressive to me, just in a sense that it's running is not hard. Like running. It, well, I'll take it back. <laughs> running is not complicated. No, it's simple. It's very simple. It can be super, super challenging, super difficult. But like at the end of the day, I just do the same thing <laughs> over and over. Again. You just put on your shoes and go. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have to think. That's part of what I love about it. That's why I've never been like a big gym rat is because like, I don't want to do like the math involved with like, yeah, you know, well, that's why counting I, sets and reps, but I like running because of that too. I just go. Yeah. It's nice. And uh, I mean, I kind of have, feel like my build is almost more suited for like hybrid like mm-hmm. I'm not super bulky and I'm like, I have like kind of straight away from my natural body type, but my natural body type is like longer and leaner. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's just kind of where I find my spot. You're kind and of like, built like a swimmer. I am now. I'm not, I used to not be, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I look way longer than I am, but I'm like five ten. I don't know how long yeah. my wingspan is, but I feel like it's one of those things where I do want to do a triathlon too, though. Like, yeah, I think I want, cool. I think I want to do this half marathon. Then I want to be like, okay, like, get the retro like 90s 80 truck bikes we got in our garage and just rip one <laughs> and dude, just like see if i like an iron man, dude let's do an iron man well my so i would be down because you could actually join grady and i because grady and i he's like grady goes i think after four years he'll be out of alaska doesn't mean we have to wait for him i'd do it before but he wants to Is do he a in half. the navy or the he's army? in the army oh cool but he wants to do a half iron man together and okay i was like game I mean, you you would you would you would crush, but apparently, I was just talking to my boss about this actually. But apparently, runners that do heavily distance running tend to get more injured when they inst- integrate back into cycling and swimming. Interesting. So I think you just have to. I mean, I'm not saying you would. I think you'd do great because you would obviously take the precautions and probably start doing strength training for your yeah. legs and upper body to make sure, like, once you started swimming and doing bike. Dude, you swimming scares me the most of all the like endurance sports. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty common. That's where the people die too during the Ironmans because they get knocked out and people don't know and they oh flip my to the gosh. bottom. So that's, that's crazy. Where gets, that's where it gets scary. But that is scary. I also I sink heavily. I'm like I sink. I'm like anti buoyant. Like I sink like crazy. <laughs> so it's like I swimming is a little bit harder, but I do really like it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we're all inspired. We're feeling. I'm feeling fired up. Like. I want to believe in myself more in next race. Um, you should. And honestly, it's just fun to see, like, I if I can encourage the, the people listening to, like, just go out and, like, get inspired by someone's performance. Like, I was inspired by a lot of people's performances on Saturday because, like, number one, like, it's just cool to see, like, an impressive, like, gritty finish. You know what I mean? Totally. And like really? the fact, like <laughs> my friend Sawyer broke the course record for women, uh, went wow. under five hours, which is absolutely insane. Uh, it was five Oh three. I think she ran like four fifty eight. 
and um my friend brendan ran his first ultra in like five hours flat like he was like fifth place uh which is insane so yeah absolutely super impressive finishes uh and i just zoe finished zoe finished six female Um, oh dude what the heck that's insane yeah it was awesome it was so much fun so it was just really fun to um just like yeah just see people outperform themselves and i think that's like better than like like it's better than winning to see like a really good performance you know what i mean and i think like that's something i'm taking away from this race is like winning doesn't like necessarily mean you had the best performance um totally i agree so i'm I'm really feeling like you could argue that that sawyer had the best performance out of anybody there yeah oh absolutely that's what i'm saying like after you told me that i was like probably 100 she had the best performance yeah absolutely because like me and the boys like we ran a slower race than like the men's course record by you know 30 minutes yeah so like for her to break the women's course record kind of goes to show that like it wasn't a slow course like we just didn't run fast you know i think almost because it was like you guys were bunched together so much that it was like the psychological warfare of chess with yeah no i really do think that we slowed each other down because we were kind of all waiting to see who would do what Mm, but that's so um, interesting yeah so stoke is high yeah dude same i mean we're excited about a lot of things so that's what's cool and let's get it going um yeah i would say yeah i would say take what is it inspiration for people that have great performances like that and then also if you want to go sign up for something you feel like that you're inclined and you have like a slight ticking to even sign yeah. up for something please mm-hmm. sign up for something yeah do it this, even if it's like in a month or two months yeah if it's like a 5k 10k anything doesn't even matter like bike race a walk a thon i don't even know but just like sign up for something if you have a like a feeling you want to do it because as soon as you get a date it's like okay well yeah, you know yeah it's not a you test just, you can't procrastinate it's like grinding. the last minute you got to start training so yeah absolutely cool let's Word get up. it dude tough got going sean crushed it congrats to sean that's amazing and we'll see you guys in the next episode peace doses